And the computer's just screaming at me about an Xbox. Like, what? Fucking what? 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 Like, what do you? What do you want? I don't know. I'll buy one. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm gonna get bullied into buying an Xbox. So why do you have an Xbox and three other systems? The, the ads made me do it. They were scaring me. I was trying to do a thing, and then it wouldn't quit telling me about an Xbox. So I was just like, fine, shut up. I'll buy the fucking Xbox. I have not seen another ad since, though. I mean, and I will definitely be buying that Xbox from Amazon to appease our uh, 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 master? Our benevolent overlord. Benevolent overlord. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember, Jeff Bezos is a handsome man mm-hmm. with a magnificent penis. A whole lot of cock. It's a, just a fucking rager, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Vainy goodness. Like... It's like a roller coaster ride, but one that's a dick instead. Would it be an older coaster? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Vomit. Where we Way talk to about shut that down right in the so middle. So you don't have to. My name is Chris Pfaff, and I'm one of your hosts. I am James Marino, and I'm the other one of your hosts. And this week, hoo wee. Oh, mm. boy. Mm-mm-mm. James? Yes. Ah. I uh I think I got you with this one, buddy. You fucking did. This week we are talking about the 2013 Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Written by Rado Sagaius. Oh, nice there's try. no way that is right. <laughs> uh, also written and directed by uh Fede Alvarez. Yes. Uh star Man, I botched that name something fierce. Next time, let me read those. I I sure will. Now, on to to names my dumb white brain can say. (laughs) God damn it all. Uh, Apparently, I can't say Jane. Stuttering fucking mess. Starring Jane Levy as Mia, Shiloh Fernandez as David, Jessica Lucas as Olivia, Lou Taylor Pucci as Eric, and Elizabeth Blackmore as Natalie. Pucci. Poochie. I'm glad that's not my name. Yeah. I'm sure that it's man like got Gucci, shit. But with a P. Yeah. It really screwed the Poochie on that one. They sure did. Mm-hmm. So, James, uh, I, have, I have more important questions. So just a, a brief yes or no will suffice for our usual. Mm-hmm. James, how did you like 2013 Evil Dead? I both fucking hated this movie with a passion and liking this movie a lot okay so the, the here's the question that i really wanted to get to mm-hmm. and i think so i think we're going to try and avoid talking about the original evil dead and just focus on this as a standalone film it is okay obviously um there will be references here and there since it is a remake reboot whatever you want to call and it. and there are some homages that we have to talk about obviously yes but uh i, I want to focus on this more as a it being its own film. Right. And not just not just part of the entire canon. Okay. So, James, here's my question for yeah. you. How do you remake Evil Dead? How do I remake Evil Dead? So, <laughs> say you, James Moreno, mm-hmm. either... This is a hypothetical. I don't right. want to get into it. I wouldn't. No, but... But just hypothetically, either as a passion project or tasked by a studio mm-hmm. to do so. Right. How do you remake Evil Dead? See, and, and this is probably what they went through with this. Um, my my biggest problem with the film to begin with was the difference in tone and the realism and the grittiness and the way they filmed it. Because in the... Well, I have to mention the original to give a juxtaposition. Yeah, this, this is where I really wanted to get into it. Okay. Yeah. Because in the original film, between... The effects were great for the time, but they were also cheesy, and they reveled in their cheesiness. And we knew, like, coming into this movie after 20 minutes, the first movie, we knew what kind of ride we were getting. So any violence that happened, I could separate myself from. Any real heavy feelings that I might be feeling, oh, this is a cartoony movie, it's cartoony gruesome, yes, it's shitty, and I don't like certain parts of it, but it'll get you past it with the goofiness. So the tone at the beginning of this movie because i came into this fucking completely cold in my head i knew that it would be a you know in my head i was like it's going to be completely different stylistically it's going to be its own thing 
and it started out just the way they filmed it. It didn't yell out at me goofy or it didn't yell out at me cheesy at any point, even with the over-the-top death scene at the beginning. So when the sta- any stabbing happened, it was by far more gruesome because it was more realistic and it wasn't played as part of an effect. It wasn't artful. It wasn't like, oh, cool stab. It, they just shanked him or when he pulled the thing out of his face. You know, it, it was just gruesome and tortury looking as opposed to a stylized violence that I would expect in these kind of movies. And I was hating it because of that. See, that's kind of where I'm going to disagree with you right off the bat, because Mm -hmm. right before we get the title screen Mm -hmm. is when this man immolates his daughter. Right, but the the way it was filmed was more, how do I put it? It, I won't say lighthearted, but it didn't have that tongue-in-cheek. It just looked like he fucking did it. It ends with him saying, I'm sorry, baby, and shooting her directly in the face with a shotgun. Her head explodes directly into title card evil dead right it's taking a darker slapstick tone i didn't see the slapstick in it though see i because I, I expected a because it was an evil dead i was expecting some over-the-top violence but again the way it was depicted the way that head exploded looked to me how i would imagine a head it would explode as opposed to a, a balloon bursting through meat which is what i would have seen in the other one which is again easier for me to step back and go, okay, I can watch this. You know what I mean? I get so into movies that I don't have that separation sometimes. So it makes certain horror, certain types of horror and horror movies harder for me to deal with. And I think that's why I fucking hated this movie to start with. I'm like, because of those scenes didn't hit me the way it hit me in the old movie. And I was trying to get past that because I wanted to see what they did, but I'd hated the movie. I was... I was Hated the movie so badly up to that point that it, I had to steel myself to watch the rest of it. See, now I asked you, how do you remake Evil Dead? Oh, yeah, because, I'm sorry. No, because when this movie came out, tons of hatred for it. it people absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. How are you going to make an Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell? How are you going to make it no. in this tone where it's not silly and goofy and whatever? People hated it. And that's why I was asking the legitimate question. Mm-hmm. How do you remake an Evil Dead? Because you're not going to satisfy anyone, really. Oh. Anybody who's really into you know, Evil Dead and Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. they're going to be mad that you're taking their story. Right. But again, either through a passion project of wanting to make something in this world mm-hmm. or being tasked by a studio, how do we make something that's in this world that is satisfying to... Uh, I guess uh, I know what I the, would do with it. The structure, the the meat and potatoes right. of Evil Dead, and then how do we update it I'd to rob- 2013 I sensibilities? I would cast it normally, right? But I would either I would probably take it like an absurdist point of view, or just silly, or I would just crank up the camp to about 98 percent and just fucking go. I was like, everybody choose scenery. Let's do this. And I would have over-the-top gore effects that look cartoony because that's what I liked about the first one. I'd take everything I liked, but I would put my, my stink on it because, you know, I think heads should explode a different way cartoony, you know? But that, that's all I could do because when I think of Evil Dead, I want it to be, again, yeah, you're right. I want it to be at least goofy. Uh, you know, I want, I want some scenery chewing. I want crazy deadites. I want, you know... That's what I want. But now that I take that back, you know, that I want to make that. The second half or the last 30 minutes again, or the last 20 minutes, redeemed this movie for me because it gave me what I wanted. Yes. And all of it and then added a few more. Mm-hmm. So that's why this movie was so weird for me because I had the visceral hate because, again... The things that I dislike, they're, they're the themes that we talked about, we don't hit on this movie. We're not going to do I Spit on Your Grave. We're not going to do Eli Roth's Hostel. We're not going to do... No, and I have I'm, no interest in that. And I've seen elements of those that, you know, some of the lighting when he was pulling the thing out of his face that was like, that to me stank like Eli Roth, you know? And then the beginning scene was like seven other movies I've seen, and I haven't seen that many horror movies. Right. But where they're all gathered together in the kitchen and are reuniting and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I, I'm like, come on, that, that's shitty. And I don't like any of these people. They all suck. 
why the fuck do I care? Well, and that's one of the things that I think that they kind of had to do is make each character kind of almost indis- like distinctly unlikable. Mm-hmm. So that we're fine when everybody dies. Yeah, but... But that's the wrong thing to do because then it just takes away the stakes. Right, there's zero stakes. If there's just that... They didn't have to have do also, a lot of tiny bit of pathos, just a tiny bit. But we know that it's an evil dead and we know that the stakes are literally everyone's going to die. Yeah, but conversely, they had changed the tone or the changed the, the lighting. They changed the way they filmed it. So, you know, I thought they were going to lean more into that. But here's the question that I want to ask you, too. Would it have been a better movie if it was like a straight up, if they took like the crazy elements out and just made a straight horror movie out of it? Just straight, a demon possession movie. Mm. Not as much over the top, but, you know, rank up the creepy like we've seen in a bunch of different movies. No, because I like the over the top. I think that's what sets this apart. Okay. But here's the question that I wanted to ask you, because when I was thinking about this, I I saw it, it. You could go two different ways. You could make 100% a, hey, remember this from the Evil Dead? Remember this? Remember this? Mm-hmm. And they did that. Don't, I'm not saying that they didn't. Right. They Dipped their toe. Yeah. They paid homage to the original film in quite a few places, but it wasn't a member berries. Yeah. It, it wasn't just, you know, I didn't get finished with this and go, well, why did I bother watching that? Yeah. It's not a complete nostalgia masturbation scene. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And by shifting the tone, they can do that. They mm-hmm. can make this kind of their own movie within this universe. Right. So I think had they gone campy, it would have been super campy anyway. It would have been a movie where I'd have watched it and went, okay, fine. I guess like you kind of forgot why Evil Dead was good because it was also kind of scary in spots. It wasn't just goofball, off-the-wall shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in taking that kind of stripping this film of Mm -hmm. a lot of that, it does feel like it's missing if you're going to call yourself Evil Dead. That's why I'm very conflicted. I mean, overall, I really like this movie. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying to you, they did have a whole bunch of sequels planned out to where uh, I think they were going to do a second one or Mm -hmm. it was going to be uh, Army of Darkness 2 where Mia and Ash meet. And then go on a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad they didn't do that because I think as far as like re- redoing Evil Dead's, not with Bruce Campbell or anything, you right. get to do this exactly once. Yeah, it's a good call on that once. Yes. Because I'm still developing an opinion on this movie because, again, due to time constraints, I had to watch the last half hour just before the podcast. And it was a com- it became a completely different movie because the again the first half or the first hour of this movie I fucking did not like this movie at fucking all, and then the last part was so fucking cartoony and what I wanted, uh huh. Yet different because of the it is cartoony, but the the scrape of the bone on the leg they they. They put some extra thought into it. It wasn't just, ha, hack, bleed. Yes, there was that. But some of the smaller, you know, some of the smaller wounds before the kills, that kind of stuff, they had that just down because it was realistic enough but campy enough. So you could watch it and cringe, but it was okay because it was cartoony. Right. And I I think a lot of the uh, hatred and negativity for this is with the, you know, Oh, another teenagers in the woods and the bad act, t- teenage acting. Mm-hmm. And we let that go if it's an 80s movie. Right. And I think to get mad at a 2013 movie for doing pretty much exactly the same thing, I think that's kind of unfair. You got me out earlier on that because I was mentioning how much I disliked the actor that played, what was Brad or Brian or whatever the fuck Eric. his name is. Yeah, Eric. Uh, Lou Taylor Pucci, who is excellent in the film Spring. Well, in this one, he left a bad actor taste in my mouth. I was like, dude, this guy sucks. Why? I could I could do a better job than this guy, and I don't act. What the fuck? And then, then you mentioned that. I'm like, oh, it does match the theme because they were all kind of wooden. Mm-hmm. He was just extra wooden. Yeah. So he probably took his direction a little more than the other ones. Maybe. And like I said, man, I, I do think it takes a little bit to get into this movie. But when it does start ramping up, it goes fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Like, 
for this being Fede Alvarez's first director, like full feature length directorial debut film. You mean holy he, shit, man. he hadn't done anything prior to this? Uh, he got this job off of, uh, he made a short, because I believe he's from Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And he made like a five minute short that got a bunch of people's attention. Wow. And he got Evil Dead. Well, that's crazy. And then he and, uh, like I said, uh, Rado Sayagoyas. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. To everyone of Latin descent. <laughs> I apologize. I'm laughing, but uh, I ain't jumping up to read it either. Yeah, they uh, they wrote it. Mm-hmm. And from uh, the little bit that I looked into it, uh, Diablo Cody did a uh, like an American rewrite. Really? Uncredited. Okay. Just kind of like polished it up for American audiences. Yeah, okay. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Well, at no time did it feel like a, a translation, so... Yeah, it's... Man. Ah. Okay, so... Mm, some of the effects in this movie... It's gross. I know. <laughs> it's real fucking gross. It is. But I really, really like the foreshadowing. Because when they had the knife out, and they were cutting the, the, cutting the meat, you could see it cut through the bone, and I was like, that was weird... But it was also, I'm like, oh, this has got to come up. This, this better be Chekhov's uh, electric knife, because yes. if it's not, I'm going to fucking hate this movie more. And that was one thing while, while I was watching it that I thought was a very, very good move. Because it's a very, very close up of them using the electric carver to carve a very rare roast. Yeah, with a bone in the middle like a cartoon. Yes. And I thought that was just such a smart move because... What's a fucking roast cost you? 40 bucks? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Have somebody sear it up in a pan real quick. Yeah. There's your prop. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's just little simple things like that. One of the things that I really liked in the filmmaking of this too, as opposed to other films that have done it, was when we were shown things in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Either they happened right after that or they happened before we were shown the picture from the yes. book. Yes. Because one of the things that I thought of while watching that was, oh, Ari Aster, while making Midsummer could really take some notes because he would show you pictograms about what was going to happen, like uh-huh. three or four different plot points. And then lo and behold, within the next 45 minutes, because his movies take forever, mm-hmm. those things happen. Like, yeah, man, you gave away the, you gave away the game. Mm-hmm. But in this, it, like I noticed the first two times... Uh, they cut to the book. They show you the horrible thing that happens. They mm. show the tree rape, and then it's the picture in the book. Right. And then they show uh, the demon bursting through, and then they show the demon bursting out of the ground in the book. Right. It's just... And, and they, they cut back to it because what they did, and I thought this was actually going to your point, is that they did it fairly quickly, but they did it more than once. So if you missed it, they foreshadowed, or they... Again, they foreshadowed and they showed depictions of what happened throughout the movie because they'll stop a little longer on that page. Yes. Not long enough for you to really clock that there was different, but they held it just a second so you would notice burn the bodies or whatever. Yeah. And it's just such an easy thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so easy. And the scrawled notes uh-huh. on the sides where you can, oh, okay, burn, like I said, burn the bodies, this or that. That was good stuff. Or like when David is trying to collect himself in like the shed or whatever outside mm-hmm. and he finds the dog yeah. dead in the thing. And then he sees the bloody hammer. Yes. And it cuts to her just wailing on this dog possessed out of her fucking gourd. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you didn't need to show us. But if you're going to make a balls to the wall fucking horror flick like this, uh-huh. do it. It, it could have worked. It could have worked with or without that scene. Uh huh. Because that the dog, the dog death was gruesome. We knew what happened. I'm already picturing it in my head because I'm sick like that. Anything they mention, I'm picturing, and I'm like, oh. So when they showed it, it took a little bit off of me. I was like, okay, well that's gruesome, but not not what I saw. Right, and then right after that, it leads into the scene with her in the shower. Oh, uh, that, that is all one sequence of this film because nah. she, she's in the shower and the demon kicks on the hot water heater, super hot. And you can see it click. The, the flame goes up. The water gets hotter a little bit longer. Click. And you're like, there's fucking no way. And then they show it. Yeah. They and built it's not that even tension. water anymore. She's just getting steam Steamed. burns in her face. And we've had steam burns and, Wow. Oh, yeah. that was harsh, man. It's, 
Like I said, the filmmaking instincts to, to uh, especially in 2013, to say we're going to do it like Sam Raimi did it because there's very little CGI. That's what I. That's what I understood. Everything yeah. in this film, almost everything, sorry, it's practical is practical effects. Mm-hmm. And to take a first-time director, give them such a heaping fucking task is making. <laughs> here's the Evil Dead remake, one of the most iconic films mm-hmm. of all time, and that's why I don't understand the hate for this film because it's so goddamn intense. Mm-hmm. Well, again, uh, that was my initial dislike of it because the uh, intensity came in packages I didn't like because of the way the movie looked, and I it took me again until it got car- until it got goofy as shit. I hated it. Oh, but yeah, the, some of the practical effects I don't know how they. I couldn't imagine how they did when the whole body was split, and was still talking, or the the eyes were blinking and yeah. shit. Uh huh. Uh, the very last, one of the last shots of the film. Yeah. yeah, that fucked me up because I knew it was a practical effect, but it looked so good. It, it, and it's, again, especially for 2013, I didn't look up the budget of this either, yeah. but just it, it almost had that same spirit, but they just had digital cameras instead yeah. of fucking and, handhelds. And think and, about the fact that he had to make the decision to put the money, whatever money he had, to those practical effects because it's cheaper to do it any other way at this point. Mm -hmm. But he's like, okay, well we have this much money. I'm going to spend extra on my practical effects. I mean, it was an amazing decision by him to make it look that good. And I love the demon effects in this. Yes. And it's, they're just cheap contacts. Yeah. That's it. That's all they had to do. They didn't have to CGI anything. It's mm-hmm. just cheap contacts. And it looks fucking wild. <laughs> and the spastic movements and sound and the actual physicality of the actors. Because the way they move, that cannot be easy to do. Because there was like whole body separation where they're moving parts of their body separate from other parts of their body and continuing to walk. And that is so off-putting. We've seen it in other effects where it's... An unnatural gait and an unnatural movement is so off-putting, you may not know why you're freaking the fuck out, but it's because just alien, that uncanny valley effect. So they had to practice that movement. And that you, when you stop and think about that much work for this film, you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. It was a passion project. And I just... I. Man, I can't not because I want to describe just a sequence in this film. This is all stuff that just happens. Bang, 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 we're, bang. We're talking about the last 20 minutes ago, buddy. Oh, no. I was just talking about in this the oh, first the, time that we see Mia full-on possessed. Oh, and yeah. And she walks out and screams, you're all going to die tonight. Yeah. Pulls a gun, shoots her brother. As soon as her brother is shot, that demon bursts through the door. She is screaming. Mm-hmm. So she drops the gun. Fuck it. Uh, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah, yeah. Or no, do they... Sh- fuck. Something happens and she drops the gun. The nurse character goes to grab it. Oh, she doesn't grabs she get the, shot too? Yeah. The, she grabs... The, the nurse grabs the gun. She grabs her arm. Flips her over. Blood puke. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, and it's just... Bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. And this, that's just this movie ramping up. Right. Well, I was just thinking about, I, be, before I saw the last part of this movie, I was trying to find some positives that I liked about this movie. Now I, I kind of like it a lot more because uh, they'd mentioned that they were so far out and he's bumfucked they didn't have cell reception. So they got rid of that because these movies are inherent upon non-communication. Yep. Okay. There was an, there were probably out in Ozarks or something because that that explains the river flood, even if you know even without supernatural that, those areas flood all the fucking time, so that cuts everybody off, and the fact that they made Mia a junkie, so she's an unreliable narrator that everybody's trying to help her. Well, she's going through DTS, which can mimic what we see of depression with the vomiting, with the paranoia, with the absolute need to leave with the thinking things are there what's that smell that kind of thing i love the fact that they mix that in with withdrawal because now it's plausible now it's got a reason to exist so they set it up with all these plausible things so that made it even scarier too because oh that could happen that could happen that could happen what do you do if that happens 
So when the demon comes out and you got no fucking where to go and nobody to talk to, I like that. Because in the 80s, they just didn't have that shit, so it wasn't even a part of it. But they made it naturally plausible instead of, oh dear, somebody must have hit the telephone pole. You know what I mean? They made it plausible without being ridiculous. And that's what I wanted to get into uh, also with all the characters being distinctly unlikable. Yeah. Because there's Mia, who's a drug addict. That's her, like, major offense. Yeah. Uh, David, her brother, who has disappeared for a long period of time. We're never told why. Doesn't right. matter. He, he, it no, doesn't he's just on ass. No, no. Uh, let's see. Olivia, which was the nurse character, uh-huh. who's flat out saying, like, no, we've already done this with her. We're at our wits' end. We're going to essentially have her here kidnapped and not let her go. Right, right. Oh. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Like, right. n- no, you can't keep people... <laughs> That's it doesn't our... matter if you're trying to help her. That there's a felony. Uh, Eric, the long-haired, bearded dickweed. <laughs> a little Koresh-looking motherfucker. Yeah, and yeah, he's just that overall, I don't want to be here, mm-hmm. I hate these people kind of dickhead. And then Natalie, who seems to be the brother's girlfriend, who's just like kind of the outsider. Yeah, I, I never, I was like, why is she here? <laughs> I mean, another body. Wrong but... place, wrong time, yep. sweet thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the scenes that started to drag me in a little bit, is that I always I always figure the moment like where I would have noped the fuck out like I, I would, how long would I have held out before I just fucking left, and I I was I was understanding about the shit hanging from the walls the dead animals because I've seen that shit. <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> no, no. Some taxidermists will leave the body up for a while while they skin it. So, you know, taxidermy. I have seen that shit. It's gruesome. So I would have been like, oh, must have been a taxidermist, right? Yeah, I walked into a basement of dead cats hanging from wires before. Well, I couldn't tell what the fuck they were. It could have been rabbits for all I knew. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, but <laughs> to go, what I would have noped out is when they brought that plastic bag with the fucking barbed wire wrapped around it. And they're going to fucking open that? No, that's when I would have noped the fuck. I don't know what's in there. But we're in a fucking basement now with dead shit. Now I'm worried about the dead shit. You're pulling out something that stinks. And wrapped Wrap. tightly in barbed wire. With thick, coiled barbed yeah. wire. You're going to fucking open that? No. No. Just no. But I thought it was really smart how they did it because if you watch the Eric character while he's cutting it, mm-hmm. he's grabbing that barbed wire and it's fucking his hands up. And you can tell yep. that it's he's sort of possessed at least. Yes. It looks like it's painting him to open all of that. Mm-hmm. And that would explain... His inability to stop looking at it. Because mm-hmm. if let's say I was stupid enough to open this book that kind of looks like human flesh stitched, stitched together, okay? Stupid enough to do... I say, hey, don't read this motherfucker. Don't pronounce anything. Don't say anything out loud in this book. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to put that the fuck back. I'm going to want to stub my toe and accidentally summon Beelzebub or some shit. <laughs> no, fuck that. No, i gone. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you yell? Is Kanda every time you stub your toe? I don't know, but I could just. I try not to swear because I got kids, and I could just see me going. Fucking six demons show up. I just stub my toe. Oh, jeez. The disembodied spirit of Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up. Looking like he did in the cover of Commando. Oh, yeah. Just rippled and glistening. That's a lot of cock. <laughs> that's that's a lot of cock. <laughs> no, like I said, man, and just the way this movie escalates and the way that it ends, like just oh, fucking Chef's Kiss, man. They, they, they RoboCop three did. What? The bat shit at the end. Just oh, boom. okay. I was gonna say nobody got a jetpack. No, but they just fucking. It, let's it, just. Well, you, she we does to- heroically wound the bad guy's leg. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've made a connection to Robo. How did yeah? How have we been this far in? And RoboCop didn't come up once. So. Well, I didn't know we. I did mention it about twenty minutes ago. Fair. Lost over quick, but you know. But I, I really at the beginning wanted to tell you, fuck you for making me watch this, and I had to take it back because it. I enjoyed it because it rules, man. It does at that that last half. I, I, hmm. 
Yes, when uh, the Natalie character comes in with the uh, nail gun. Oh, Jesus, I did not see God that comment. It's damned intense. Because I knew the nail gun was there, but I'd forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Until the nails jammed through their fucking face. Well, yeah, because she walks in not shooting at them. She walks in blasting herself fa- in the face with a nail gun. And it's a pep, 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 pep. And then turns it on them. Oh, that didn't work. Fuck you guys. And then beats them with a crowbar. And that, the initial, the initial beating really fucked with me because, yeah, crowbars suck. But when she turned it around and started panking them with the, the sharp end. Uh-huh. And the blood spattering. I'm like, oh, oh, cartoony. Thank you more, please. I, I, I did, again, in the short research I did, they, it was, it's approximated they used around 2,000 gallons of fake blood to make this film. Well, yeah, but we even take the blood rain out of it. And it was worth every drop. Uh, yes. Probably 200, 200 gallons was from the arm severing. Yes. The first arm severing. Yes. Where uh, she gets both of her arms taken off. Yeah. One with a gun, one she did herself with an electric carbon fucking so, knife. Yeah, I say we should back up the uh, the train on the nail guns in the face because it begins with her in the basement where Mia bites her. Mm-hmm. And she goes upstairs and she's like pushing black pustules out of the fucking bite marks. Okay. It looks so good, James. I understand I don't know that. why it stood out to me so hard, but man, does that shot look good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was still hating on this movie just up until about a couple minutes or like five minutes after that. Because it was the it was another one, you dirty cunt. Wow, geez, I don't need this shit. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, they already had a tree rape. Now we got to do this shit. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Yeah, the, the, the dialogue was pretty exorcist-y. Yeah, but well, I mean... But I wasn't even seeing that. It's just another assault on women. Jesus Christ, we don't need this. We don't need this. They could have come at her 20 different kinds of ways. But then the violence starts getting the way I want it to be, and it sucks me back in. Right. And here's one of the things that I was thinking about that, and I don't know if it's right for me to give it a pass or not, Mm. but with, we've talked about the sexual assaults, and like this kind of, Crossing over into the torture porn, yeah. E, as far as visuals, mm-hmm. I think I give it a pass because it's the supernatural. Okay, and it doesn't bother me as much as yeah. watching like human beings do that to each right. other. And and I do, I know that's me compartmentalizing things to okay the violence for me to like it in this. Okay, but for I some reason it, I can't. I do separate it because it was a sexual assault committed by a, a tree. tree. And again, but what happens again is the, the, the realism in which it was depicted. Because that looked like a real tree root. I don't know how they did it. The old one looked like stop motion. You know what I mean? Because it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> and again, the difference in tone, that's why I didn't excuse it. Now, at the end of the movie, I understand what they were going for. I thought it was, eh, they could have played an homage in a different manner. They didn't need to do that, but I can see why. And I can, I'm not giving it a pass because I don't like any of that shit in any movie, but I, I can get past it and, and still enjoy the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, I just, when seeing, uh, this is why I was bringing it up because co- watching a demon call somebody a filthy cunt. Like, right. If it was just a dude, right? I think I would be more less, I guess, okay with it. But right. like, I kind of expect in a possession that I'm going to hear a demon speak mm. like that. Yeah, I guess you're right, and, and you, you it does have that exorcist feel to it. Yeah, and I it would almost feel like it was missing if it didn't. Hmm. Or they could have intimated a little more. Right, but they I could mean, have shown less. As far as like. A demon calling, you know, like, I can smell your filthy soul. Right. Like, But it looked like she was going for something else. That's why I, when they faded to black, it looked like she was crawling right up her legs. I was like, oh, no, no. Right. But again, I excuse that more out of a... Because it's a demon, yes. Yes. And I, I, can, I can respect that in the fact that I can get through this again. I'm going to watch this movie again because I'm going to watch it with a different mindset. And, but I can get past it because of the demon thing. But any other way, I probably couldn't watch it again. You know what I mean? If it had been not a demon, I couldn't rewatch this movie, but because it was. You, you do have a point. Yeah, because I, 
it's not watching people do horrible stuff to right. each other. Like, in I spit on your grave situation, like, no, I don't need to watch three no. dudes rape a lady. Mm-hmm. But a tree jamming something inside of a lady, I, I, again, it might be wrong of me to be able to compartmentalize that. Mm-hmm. It, Make it a dude, and I'm, you know, it's still the tree rape. Right. But I mean, I, I can excuse it a little more yeah. when it has orange eyes and is snarling. And it's, yeah, I, I, and one of these reasons why, like, prior to the demon possession, some, like, when they weren't possessed and the people were getting hurt, uh, I, I wasn't sure what was going on, you know, because I don't always pay attention. But because I don't believe in demon anything, it was easier to watch. It's like, oh, fuck, it's a demon. Ha, <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. But you're right. When I see a movie where it's just people being shitty, like, high like tension. Henry. Or Henry. Henry was really bad that way. Because, again, the banality of violence, and that fucked with me. Yeah, ugh, I don't like those. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I lost my point. No, I was just saying, like, I, I don't... We do our best not to do anything with a sexual assault. Right. But, I mean... That's part of the original does, movie. That's what I'm saying. And does this get a pass as being... Mm. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't get a pass because I think they could have... Again, if they change it, if they just reversed sexes... You know what I mean? And because then it's not just always the women. It's not always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's still a depiction, depiction, depiction of, of rape. sexual assault. Right, and it, it's, it's horrible. But I was going to say, to give it a pass, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I can give it a pass, but I can accept it as a part of the art. Uh, I don't know, it's a strange distinction. I think we all have to do mental gymnastics to watch certain things right. as a part of what we're doing. Right, and then, like I said, we've watched other movies that were kind of sketchy on that, Mm -hmm. which I had completely forgotten about the flat-out sexual assault scene in Henry. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the intimations of child abuse in Possum and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, like I said, I I do my best not to do stuff that involves that, but that is a part of the world, and I mean... It's an element of the horror milieu. If we think about things that scare us. right. So they are taking the things that would scare us the most and putting it writ large. So obviously the helplessness of you're feeling what the child is feeling. So they're going to use that to pull emotions out of you. So as an artistic tool, it exists and we have to, you know, it's part of, yeah, what we do. Right. And that's why, like, I've always said that I don't mind if you're using rape as a device. It's a thing that happens in the world. Right. It's a topic that sometimes needs to be discussed. Right. I don't need to see it. Right. Absolutely. Keep it the fuck away from me. I, if you're going to put that in your movie, I don't want to watch it. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Is it, since it's a tree, what do we, what do we do with this? I mean, we're already talking about it and I think right. having a, at least a healthy conversation about mm-hmm. what, and I, I'm not going to be the what's acceptable in films. No police no again art is art you do you right it's up to me as the person who receives the art to make my decisions so yes and i i don't know where to land on this because again it's by 2013 we already kind of know like that's not okay right don't don't do that right but again it's an homage to the original Uh, it it, it is a horrifying scene and again it's a a horror movie yeah Uh, again if we're using it as a horror horror element the switch of sexes too would make it even, you know, because we've seen it. It's been done. That's going to add a new element because dudes aren't used to seeing that happen. So that would ratchet up the horror for guys. You see what I'm saying? And would still have that same scariness for anybody. It could have been you in that tree, anybody in that tree. That would have been as a horror element that would have been, I think, more effective. Right. Well, let's get some chucks because we just yeah. had a, a serious conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what she was supposedly doing was heroin, right? Yeah, but that looked like she was pouring. Did you weed see or how something. much fucking dope she brought? Well, if that was her- if that was heroin, if that was heroin, that was thousands and thousands of dollars worth of heroin. And she just dumping it. I, I was trying because I was looking at. It, I was like, I couldn't figure out what drug it was because it almost looked like weed. But I'm watching it on a phone, granted. Right. But it was crumbly like weed. I'm like, I don't, I've never seen any heroin that crumbles. What the fuck does she, you know? Yeah. I was trying to make it work out. Well, but. since I have actual televisions, yeah, it was like a brown tinted powder. Yeah. But there was a fuck ton of it. It looked like weight. It looked like weight. 
<laughs> Nobody shows up to get clean at a remote cabin resort and brings their three ounces of fucking skag with them to dump down a well. Nope. You just poison an entire community. <laughs> Everybody's drinking out of that well or nobody's drinking out of that well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, everyone in that party is now just desperately addicted to heroin. Well, we gotta go back to the cabin. Shut up. We just gotta go. Leave me alone. Yeah. They're... they're... There's deadites on top of crippling addiction. Like, you have to tell the devil, fuck you and wait. Because <laughs> my guts are exploding. <laughs> you know, and that was also one of those things that, like, I didn't know how to feel about them using <coughs> drug addiction as a reason. But, I mean, it, it seemed like even kind of a tired thing by 2013. Mm-hmm. But it's an easy enough reason to have five people all in one place for one common goal. But they did it well because it, it looked like, you know, you've seen interventions. It looked like the start of one of those, you know, they're all in the cabin. I don't like none of these fuckers anyway. Oh, shit, here it comes. And I love that her friend snaps it. She's getting the same care that she would have received in the hospital. Like, what, in this dirty-ass cabin? I no, know. she's not. <laughs> The fuck are you talking about? I don't think there's a sanitary place in that entire fucking cabin. Even after they cleaned. There's no. The fucking basement's full of dead cats. What are you talking about? Can you imagine what that fucking place smelled like and nobody noticed it? Because remember earlier, she was the only one said, can you smell that? That, that smells. What what, it's got, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, because the Natalie, I believe it is, says like, there's no stink. And that's when the dog starts digging at the carpet immediately. And think about it. You got fucking dead cats over a wooden slatted floor. Tell me that shit don't stink. Tell me that shit. There's a charnel house. Even if they were dried up, even if they'd been cooked 20 years ago, there's going to be a fucking smell because it's wet down there. Uh-huh. And there's meat down there. Well, it used to be. Yeah, mummified meat. You get some water on that fucker, it's going to stink. Well, that's what I like that they... uh uh, incorporated the intro scene as well because mm. they could have just done that and left it at that, but then they find the charred uh, uh, support beam in the yep. basement. Yep. It's just little stuff like, oh yeah, they're still making a movie. Like, yeah. There was just little attention to detail that I thought was good. Yeah, the dialogue's kind of stupid and corny. Yeah, mm-hmm. the actors ain't great. Yeah, but you know, the, you'd mentioned before the dialogue had been uh, translated from the original Spanish. Well, I don't know about translated, but... Uh, Cleaned up? Yeah, just Diablo Cody did a, I don't want to even say a rewrite, but just a quick, like, a cultural yeah. uh, rewrite, I guess. Yeah, they would never say that here. They would say this. Yes. Gotcha. But that would probably explain some of the dialogue. Yeah. The stiltedness of it. But it still fit, and it still worked. It just sometimes you're like, they say, what now? Uh, yeah. What? That, I, I've never heard a phrase like that before. Okay. And then get on with it. So I think there's only like when it really starts to ramp up, there's only one part that I really don't care for. And it's when they're in the, in the, I believe it's the basement yeah. scene when there's all the water yeah. and the two of them drown. And obviously they're both coming back. Yeah. I think that was the only part where the violence, like, cause it's a lot of the real close up, a lot of quick cuts, yeah. a lot of shaky cam. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the only part that didn't really fit with the over the topness of everything else because the rest of the violence and is pretty well lit. It's yeah. not like it's a dark movie, obviously, because it's happening at night and there's evil there there's spookies about. Oh yeah. All kinds of badness. But it's lit well, so we get to see everything. Well you think maybe because that flood scene had to be a set piece. Well yeah. Oh boy, I dropped a couple bucks on that one, okay? Regardless of what's gonna happen, you need to feature in that motherfucker. So that's probably why I dragged out a little bit. It's like, we're going to do this scene. I want to do this scene. It's got to have this scene. It doesn't fit with the other quick cuts. I got to do the scene. I already filmed it. We spent all the money. We got to do this scene. It's going to be so fucking cool. And it was, but it didn't fit with the other things going on. So James, should we just briefly talk about how this film concludes? <laughs> Jesus. Blood rain. Yeah, we're starting with the. We'll just start with the blood rain plus this weird rig that he invented, wholehearted MacGyvered out of fucking nothing. Because you know, obviously he's an engineer. Uh huh. But the thing doesn't make any goddamn sense. Not at all. He makes a defibrillator out of what, like an old battery and two giant fucking syringes. Yeah, that he rigs with wires. 
ears. I'm like, okay, but, you're piercing the heart. Again, as much as I don't want to bring back, you know, well, the, the original Evil Dead or anything like that, but still, there was the montages of Ash building contraptions. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he, a dude that worked at S-Mart would have known how to make. And we, we know fuck nothing about David. We know jack shit. We don't know if he was in college. We don't know if he was in the military. We don't know shit about this boy. Yeah, all we know is that he left and let his sick mother die. Right. Now, if they would have said he was a big old college boy and studied mechanical engineering, and well, he MacGyvered that. You know? Right. No fucking rhyme or reason. You're right. Zero. Yeah, who gives a shit? It was it, fun. <laughs> it was a cool wily Coyote looking motherfucking rig, too. It was. Yep. So, all right, Blood Rain, Mia escapes through a hatch. Oh, yeah. And ends up back in the in the uh, garage area, mm-hmm. finds the chainsaw. Fucking yes. But I like the fact that, uh, granted, it it was done in um, Pulp Fiction, but she looks, she I, you see everything, she looks directly at the machete. Uh-huh. And then they're like, Oh, yeah, that's good. Then the chainsaw, you're like, oh, they have to have a chainsaw. Fucking right. This is the third time I've seen this chainsaw. They better motherfucking use it. And one of my favorite things is that it's out of gas. Mm. And the chainsaw gas is in just like a little fucking like Gatorade bottle. And it falls. Yeah, did you notice? Yeah, she just fonzies the shelf and it falls right into her hands. That's right. She knocks it out. Boom. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Just shakes it on there. You can say that there's not the goofy cartooniness of the ori- the tone. They just made it darker. She oh, yeah. still Fonzie's a fucking thing to get chainsaw gas. And again, at this point, I was all fucking in. I was all in. Because then a raid style, fucking machete coming through the wall. Yeah, they do a raid shot. And I looked it up. The raid was 2011. This is 2013. Yep. Can't be sure if they stole it. Well, I'm, it's been done in other movies, right? But it was a straight up the raid. Oh yeah, because the the because if she if they would have uh, the director would have made it wider or a whole different thing, but it was almost like the exact same. Yeah, in the walls, in the, walls, in the walls, and it was exact same wood slats, and you're like, oh, okay. But I didn't care because it was already fucking batshit crazy. Yep, and she goes running out underneath a Hummer. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I could think of was just like, why are you hiding under the car? Yeah. What are you doing? And that's not a great place to hide. No, especially when a fucking demon is after you. Mm-hmm. Well, she'd just been chased out of the car by that demon. Yeah. Yeah, but she just jumped straight into the car. I'm like, dude, not, she, the demon's trying to get you. Run, run. Nope. Oh, no. But it gives us one of the best things that I've seen. Oh. I forgot about this part, James, because I had seen this movie years and years and years ago, like mm-hmm. right after it came out on DVD. I had forgotten about the arm. Well, you'd seen, okay, the demon flips the arm or flips she, the whole yeah, she arm gets, onto the arm. She's going to escape. She is almost out of the other side of this Jeep. Yep. And the demon just lifts the goddamn thing up. Yep, it just rules. And it's laying right on her arm. And you could see the big tear because it, it, it almost severed part of it. You could see the tear in the skin, which was a beautiful effect. And they do the uh, zoom in over top yep. of uh, her hand stuck underneath through the uh, yep. window in the Jeep. And that was amazing, too. Uh-huh. Again, foreshadowing, because remember, and the other, well, we were not doing that. Anyway, that, but it, 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 it made yeah, you hand, think of yeah. it. But then when they came up, in my brain, I'm like, oh, get the chainsaw. I was fucking yelling at her in the movie. Get the, she's going to get the fucking chainsaw. Better, if she doesn't chainsaw that, I'm going to be pit. And here's where I wanted to talk about the filmmaking again. How it was so fucking smart to not only do this practically, mm-hmm. but instead of using that chainsaw to cut her arm off, Which I wanted her to do. Exactly. They decided to take it a step further. And I think it was so goddamn smart. Just Mm -hmm. those little touches to, okay, this is intense. How do we ramp it up Mm -hmm. even more? Right. How do we make this a little bit more intense? And my brain's screaming, chainsaw, chainsaw, chainsaw. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't know. No. She rips her fucking arm off. She fucking degloves it because you could tell where it was completely severed by the car. And this is, again, the practical effects, the idea behind it. The bone severed from the weight of the thing. She pulls the arm out and degloves it. And you can see where the bone was. And I was like, are she, if she pulls her whole hand out, it's going to be too much. No, 
the stump from where it fell. That, that's where the thought was. The practical effects guy probably just went nuts. Dude, you got to make it look the weight. Think about it. And you know this guy just sat there and got the bones and sawed him himself and fucking made it perfect because mm-hmm. it was amazing. It's fucking gross. It was fucking horrible. And I, I, I again, could not I need watch it. To remind every, anybody who hasn't seen this who's listening, it's still raining blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still raining blood everywhere. And demons are out. All kinds of badness is out. The fucking gloves are off. Oh, yeah. And uh. So she gets up, uh, pour, or gets the chainsaw started because mm-hmm. she poured the gas into it in the garage. Yep. Starts it, shoves the stump in the handle. Yeah. The demon yells, I will feast on your soul, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Abso-fucking-lutely. Because it's almost in a like a prone position. Right. It's crawling toward her on its hands, but dragging its legs. Right. And raising up like it's going to swoop like a snake. Yes. <laughs> In her response to, of course, because you have to have a bitchin' one-liner to, I will feast on your souls. Feast on this motherfucker. And that was beautiful. And just shoves a chainsaw into this thing. And my God, James, did they nail it with this chainsaw scene. And on top of because in my head, she's going to come straight down. No, she comes straight up into the soft parts like you should. she goes down first. Yes. She shoves it into its mouth. They yep. linger on that for a while. Yep. Digs it down into its Red abdomen. Man. Yep. All the while showing us chunks of shit flying off this fucking chainsaw. And you can see the, you can see the actress or the stunt person. You can see him pushing, 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 which really fucked me up too. And then pulling, you can see the strain on the actor, actor's muscles. You're just like, oh, and it's coming up. And you're like, holy shit, that, I'm, I'm guessing that's how long the bowl would hold because the skull was just fucking holding on. It was gruesome. It's so good. Yeah. There's like 80 gallons of blood that flies out everywhere. But it's you see amazing. What? While she's screaming with demon blood flying in her mouth. Right. So the, the quick stabs with the right sounds fucked with me. But the chainsaw through the fucking mouth, I'm okay with. Dude. <laughs> Just okay with. Because it was amazing. How do you end a movie? Fucking like that. Hells yeah. How do you start a movie? Like this. Mm-hmm. This movie fucking rules. It does. It, it does because we I've revisited enough parts of it, even the beginning parts of it, and the end parts make the beginning parts work for me. Because mm-hmm. now I can see the cartoony. When I first saw it, I'm seeing it through angry. I'm like, fuck, what are they doing to me? Why are they doing this to me? Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Oh, that's why they did it to me. Yeah, it, it Don't starts out movie. with bad teen acting. It's yeah. like a scream or an I know what you did last summer mm-hmm. or any of those shitty fucking... And you can you can smell a lot of the homages. A lot of them, uh-huh. not just to Evil Dead, but to every other movie. It was irritating to start with, but then I get it because this is the guy's first fucking movie and he's going to put everything he wants to put in this fucking movie. And mm-hmm. I get that. And I love it more because of that. And especially when you're given the... Almost insurmountable task of remaking one of the most iconic enviable tasks. Yes, it's super duper unenviable task. It's like we're gonna give you. Can you imagine your first time director? But they're gonna give you something controversial. It's gonna piss off a lot of people. Hey, why don't you meet remake The Shining for us? Like, uh, how much money uh, are you gonna give me? uh, uh, (laughs) You got to make that decision. Are you gonna do it for that money? Yeah. Fun aside. I really, really love the story of why Gus Van Sant directed the remake of Psycho. Why? Because the studio was going to make it. Mm -hmm. They were determined to remake Psycho. Okay. So Gus Van Sant, pretty much as a fuck you, jumped on that grenade and said, sure, I'll do it. And then just made a shot for shot. Shot exact. Yes. With Anne Heche and a tall guy. Yeah. um, We should know his name. Yeah. Because we've seen him in a movie that we like. What's his name? I don't know. Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. Yes. Yeah. That's Fucking the man in dodgeball. That's but, why I should have remembered it. Yeah. But I just love that Gus Van Zandt was like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, he did oh, it. Oh, you're an established director and you want Psycho? <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Give me all the money to do this. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want anybody else to fuck this up. We, we can't fuck it up. We're not changing a shot, God damn it. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to redo something. Oh, that's, that's, and you guys can suck it. <laughs> those are brilliant and beautiful. I like that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I believe like the term he used was, I'll jump on that grenade <laughs> when asked about it. Absolutely. It's like they were going to do it. I didn't want to see anybody else fuck it up, so I just did it. Yeah. What the fuck do I care? Oh, and they did fuck it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. They fucked it right up. But again, I think, like we were talking about earlier, there's only a couple different directions you can go Mm -hmm. with an Evil Dead remake. And if if they crammed it full of just remember this, remember this, remember this... I we wouldn't be talking about it right and now. And it would have, however, it would have fed the fans. It would have fed the fans. Maybe. Mm. Or would they have watched it once? Because mm. I know this movie does have a. It's generally, how do I want to say? It was disregarded at the time of its release, but mm-hmm. I think it's found its audience. Yeah. I think the classic Evil Dead. Everybody who was mad about them remaking it without Bruce Campbell. Mm. But I mean. They had the blessing of Sam Raimi, like yep. he was involved in the production. wasn't wasn't didn't um, didn't Bruce Campbell and one other person also put some funding into this producing? I know Bruce Campbell was uh, lukewarm on them doing it because he kind of didn't want to share. Right. But as soon as they said it wasn't going to be Ash, he was then gave him like, oh yeah, cool, do whatever you want. Okay, because I, I just thought I'd read something about. Uh, how I know David was... was it David Tappert, I believe, one yeah. of the producers from yeah. The original one of Sam Raimi. That original. was it because yeah. I thought I thought uh, Tappert and um, Bruce Campbell both uh, had producing credits on this. Uh, yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, they went into this expecting an NC seventeen, completely yeah. prepared for it, right? And that's what they made. I believe they got it, and then the studio said, "No, you got to tame it back a little bit." Mm. And they were like, "This is an." Evil Dead movie. Come on. Yeah, because they were fine with getting an NC-17 because that's what the original is. Right. And I, man, I think he kind of fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you get this once. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see an Evil Dead 2 remake I d- unless it's Bruce Campbell still trying to, you know, chase his Ash dreams. If, hey, he, yeah. if he wants to do more, I'll fucking watch him. Yeah, but as we mentioned before, there's nothing that I won't watch with Bruce Campbell in it. Right, and... Again, just as far as a remake, reboot, don't try and Halloween mm-hmm. Evil Dead. We don't need somebody else coming around going, I want to do an Evil Dead. Nope, nope, this is it. Leave it at this, please. Yes. Because, again, I don't, I try not to be one of those people that holds movies like that, like, sacred. Right. Because nothing's sacred. If oh, you have a good me. idea for an Evil Dead movie, which I think they did in this, fucking make it. What's get, the worst that's going to happen? Right. But also... They did it. Mm-hmm. They did it already. And they did it good enough. It don't need to be done again. No, just leave it at that. Yeah. Somebody already did it. We're done. We don't need this to turn into Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Or Halloween. Yeah. Or Chucky. Yeah. Or Friday Freddy. the 13th. Yeah. None or Freddy. Them. Yeah. I gotcha. This was plenty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I think they sealed the envelope. And yes, I think they did. this is a good movie. And I think anyone who doesn't like it, you're entitled to your opinion, but also suck it. Yeah. Uh, I will have to concur that upon review, I do enjoy this movie. And uh, adding to what you said, if you don't like this movie, you can go right ahead and fuck yourself because it's fun. It is fun. It's fun. And it took me a minute to get to it. I didn't hate it for the reason everybody else hated it because I don't give a fuck. I, I prefer when sequels do not follow exactly. That's what I, everybody else hated, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. I liked it because they went in a completely different direction. They kept the characters, changed a bunch of shit. Fuck yeah. They kept the world. Yeah. And, I, and the reason I like that is because if I want to, if we have a reboot make or a reboot, if I want to do original movie, I'll go watch the fucking original movie because you're not going to do the original movie. Take me somewhere else. Take me to a different direction. You know, change up some shit. Make it interesting. And they did. They did make it interesting. They they kept me through. And that's what, like, what, when uh, Kayla and I talked about Hill House, mm-hmm. I think this movie does a pretty good balancing act of taking the idea but making it their own, but without changing everything. Right. Like, Flanagan's Hill House, there's characters that don't exist in the... I mean, obviously. But, like, this all takes place... In the Evil Dead universe. It's right. It's in the cabin. Right. 
they're not going to the shopping mall and mm-hmm. evil deadites or whatever, which I mean, if you wanted to do that, sure. Take it in whatever direction you want. But if right. you're making an homage to the original evil dead, right. I think they did a very good job of taking the world, but making it their own yes. within the context of that world. And when they brought the tone back to where I needed it to be, again. When they made it, bananas just bug fuck nuts. Right, but again, when I couldn't see the bananas part, even though it started crazy, now I can see it and I can watch it again knowing that it's going to be that. Because I needed, I didn't trust this movie. I didn't trust this movie to make it okay at the end. I didn't feel that. Because most movies I, I'll watch and I'll trust that they're going to bring me someplace. This movie, I didn't. I didn't trust him to bring me anywhere close to where it brought me. And now that it did, I'm going to go back and enjoy it again without having this preconceived, what the fuck are they doing to me in my head? And mm-hmm. I cannot wait to rewatch this movie. So, oh, It's very good. Yes. Very good. I'll do it again. Uh, James. Yes. What are, we, what are we doing? Do we have anything to say that we do mm, besides this? Not yet. No. I'm actually working on something, though, and I can't wait. I'm going to talk about it next week. Okay. Because if I follow through with this, it's going to be a thing. Is it the thing that we were talking about earlier? No, it's a different thing. Okay. Okay. Different thing? Different thing. Things. There are things. Stay tuned for things. There are things afoot. That's a lot of cock. Mm, That is a lot of cock. Oh, and bye, Bye. everyone. (laughs) I feared you'd be terrified.